0: theories of the
1: third kind
2: Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron and I'm one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today of course, Anna.
1: Hey, what's up?
2: And Danielson. Yo, guys. So before we start today's episode, I just want to say, like always, we do not run any ads on this show or take any money from any corporations. So if you'd like to help us out, then there's a few ways that you could do that.
0: One of the ways is Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is just 16 cents a day, you can sign up to our Patreon and get an extra episode each week. Today, we released a Patreon-exclusive episode, which is over Ancient Artifacts. Also, we have several more episodes already locked and loaded for your listening pleasure, such as the Ouija board, Giants, Glitches in the Matrix, Nexium Cult, Isaac Cappy, McMartin's Satanic Preschool, Clinton Body Count, Lost Treasures, FEMA, and much more. In total, as of today, we have over 24 extra Patreon episodes and a ton of extra blooper reels, which you get access to all of them for just 5 bucks a month.
1: Another way to support the show is through our merchandise. Just teleport on over to our website, TheoriesOfTheThirdKind.com, and click on the shop button. Then you can see all the merch we have for sale. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, all that good stuff. I just wanted to say that the money we get from Patreon and our merchandise goes to bettering the show. Also, I know things are tough out there right now, so if you can't afford a shirt or a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you could just leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us out a ton.
2: If you don't want to leave one, though, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghosts, Illuminati members, Underground Lizard people, Bigfoots, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, one last thing. If any of you would like to reach out to us, then you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or you can go to our website, TheoriesOfTheThirdKind.com, ...and click on the contact button and you will find all of our email addresses there. So, today's episode is over the Anunnaki. So how this episode will go today is that we will first cover a quick overview of what are the Anunnaki. And then we will go into the Sumerian civilization and then do a deep dive into the history of the Anunnaki and a timeline of them, and then roll into strange facts and findings, and then into theories, and then of course wrap it all up with our personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode.
0: It is believed that around 445,000 years ago, ancient astronauts from another planet in our solar system came to Earth in search of gold. They are believed to be immortal gods that inhabited the earth during the ancient Sumerian time in Mesopotamia. It is said that they helped humans develop the first human civilization of Sumer. And it had taught them not only language, but other advanced set of skills. So to understand the
2: Anunnaki better, we have to take a trip back. Back to the ancient Sumerian time to better understand who they were. So, Anna, can you tell us a little bit about the Sumerian civilization?
1: For sure. The first recorded civilization of mankind was the Sumerian civilization. The exact origins of the Sumerians are unknown, but what we do know is that they were in Mesopotamia around 4500 B.C., So Mesopotamia is mostly located in what is now Iraq. Also, Mesopotamia has long been referred to as, and I quote, the cradle of civilization. The Sumerians are amongst the first people to leave sophisticated records of their astronomical observations. Archaeologists have found a lot of clay tablets which show their fascination with space and the stars. Another interesting thing about the Sumerians is that they actually developed the plow and time. Yes, time. The modern division of the year into 12 months, the 24 hours of each day, the division of hours into 60 minutes and 60 seconds were all developed by the Sumerians. Sumerian history has a ton of archaeological and geological evidence. Like we mentioned earlier, there are a lot of written records on clay tablets. There have also been around half a million tablets recovered, but only a small number of them have been translated. Researchers have learned a lot from translations of Babylonian records, but even way back then in Babylonian times, the Sumerian civilization was considered to be ancient. So what we do know is that the Sumerians worshipped the Anunnaki. So what are the Anunnaki exactly? Well, I think it's time to get into that.
2: So from ancient Sumerian texts, it is said that these Anunnaki are a race of beings that came from a planet called Nibiru. So the Anunnaki's planet, Nibiru, well, its atmosphere was eroding. They decided to come to Earth in order to mine gold to help them repair their atmosphere. When the Anunnaki arrived on Earth over 400,000 years ago, they brought with them a race of beings called Igigi. The Igigi were a servant class which existed before human beings were created. The Anunnaki ruled these beings and forced them to do the gold mining for them. However, after 2,500 years of hard labor, the Igigi rebelled against the Anunnaki. One of the Anunnaki beings that told the Agigi on what to do and kind of like ruled over them, was named Enlil. Now, this servant class of Agigis targeted Enlil specifically. They burned their tools and surrounded Enlil's land, and they hated Enlil. Of course, all the Anunnaki realized that the Agigi are not uh, going to give up on their strike, so together they decided that it is time for a new solution to their labor problem. And that solution is the creation of human beings. Now, before we talk about the creation of human beings, you have to understand who Inki was. Inki was one of the Anunnaki beings and also the brother of Enlil, who was the ruler of the Igigi, like we talked about earlier. So Inki was the one that first suggested creating a new race of slaves. Of course, all the rest of the Anunnaki agreed to it, and Enki gathered clay and mixed it with his bloodline of the Anunnaki. And the reason he mixed it with their bloodline was so that this new race could have divine wisdom. And from that, humankind was born, and uh, they proved to be a good workforce.
0: The Anunnaki decided to disguise themselves as fish humans Lion humans, bird humans, and other creatures to get the human beings to worship them as gods. They also created a portal in modern day Iraq to transfer the minerals to Nibiru to fix their atmosphere. Over the next many, many years, as the human beings began to populate more and more, some of the Anunnaki beings took some of the humans to certain parts of the earth and ruled over them. They administered and developed the earth through a combination of technical prowess in matters such as building, astronomy, construction, writing, and managing the population. They also taught and created different religions for different parts of the world. After many, many years, Enlil, the original ruler of the Igigi, grew tired of human beings. He decided to return to his home planet Nibiru, but before leaving, he decided to kill all the humans by flooding the earth. Enki, Enlil's brother, wasn't a fan of this idea, so he warned a man named, well, basically Noah, of impending doom. This individual created the Ark and placed animals inside of it. The flood came and destroyed all other life on Earth, but the waters eventually receded. Noah then released the animals and the planet was repopulated. The Anunnaki found out about the human race and the animals surviving and promised to return in time but leave humans alone to rule the planet.
1: Now before we jump into strange facts and findings, we do have a timeline that we're going to go over real quick that gives a bit more detail about the Anunnaki and what happened before the flood. So 450,000 years ago, on Nibiru, life faces slow extinction as the planet's atmosphere erodes. The ruler, Alalu, escapes in a spaceship and finds refuge on Earth. He discovers that Earth has gold that can be used to protect Nibiru's atmosphere. So then 445,000 years ago... The Anunnaki land on Earth. Establish Eridu, Earth Station 1, for extracting gold from the waters of the Persian Gulf.
2: Yep, Earth Station 1 is what they called it. Mm. Hmm. Weird.
1: It is very weird. So then 430,000 years ago, Earth's climate mellows. More Anunnaki arrive on Earth. Among them, Enki's half-sister, Ninhershag, chief medical officer. So now we go to 416,000 years ago. As gold production falters, Anu arrives on Earth with Enlil. It is decided to obtain the vital gold by mining it in southern Africa. Enlil wins command of Earth mission. Enki is relegated to Africa. So now we go to 400,000 years ago. Seven functional settlements in southern Mesopotamia include a spaceport, Sapar. Mission Control Center, Nippur, a metallurgical center, Shurupak, the ores arrive by ship from Africa. The refined metal is sent aloft to orbiters manned by Igigi, then transferred to spaceships arriving periodically from Nibiru. So then, 380,000 years ago, gaining the support of the Igigi, Alalu's grandson attempts to seize mastery over Earth. The Enlililites. Win the war of the olden gods three hundred thousand years ago. The Anunnaki toiling in the gold mines mutiny, Enki and Ninhersheg create primitive workers through genetic manipulation. These beings take over the manual chores of the Anunnaki, and Lo raids the mines and brings the primitive workers to the Eden in Mesopotamia. Given the ability to procreate, Homo sapiens begin to multiply.
2: There's something we didn't mention. So they created these primitive workers. And originally, these primitive workers is us, humankind. And originally, we didn't have the ability to multiply when they first created us. According to these tablets, we lived for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. And... They initially were like, hey, we see how excellent they are. We need to make more of them. So when Leal gets a bunch of them, genetically modifies them again and makes it to where they can uh, do it and multiply. So just a little FYI.
1: Very interesting. So then we'll go to 200,000 years ago. Life on Earth regresses during the new glacial period. We're going to fast forward 100,000 years. And climate warms up again, and Lil is starting to grow annoyed with the human beings. So then, forty-nine thousand years ago, Enki and Ninhursag elevate humans. This enrages Enlil, and Lil begins to plot mankind's demise. So then, thirteen thousand years ago, and Lil makes fellow Anunnaki swear to keep the impending flood a secret from mankind. Oof. What a timeline.
0: Yeah. Well, at least we know one of them didn't keep that secret.
2: Yeah. Cuz it was his like creation and he he like wanted to warn them. Inky did and he felt bad and he was like, "Hey, you guys need to save yourselves."
0: Yeah. So I could feel that, I guess.
1: That sounds like the voice of God telling Noah to build an ark.
2: Yep. Oh, it's interesting, gosh.
1: huh? It is, it really is.
2: Yep. So that is the timeline of the Anunnaki. Now, of course, there's a lot more to discuss, so let's jump right into strange facts and findings. Now, the first thing we're gonna talk about is is our DNA. So is there any proof of human beings being made by aliens, which are the Anunnaki? Well, like I said, let's discuss DNA. So DNA is the hereditary material in humans in almost all other organisms. Nearly every cell in a person's body has the same DNA. Most DNA is located in the cell's nucleus, where it's called nuclear DNA. But a small amount of DNA can also be found in the mitochondria. The information in DNA is stored as a code made up of chemical bases. Human DNA consists of about 3 billion bases, and more than 99% of those bases are the same in all people. The order or sequence of these bases determines the information available for building and maintaining organisms similar to the way in which letters of the alphabet appear in certain order to form words and sentences. So science has already successfully mapped the human genome and identified the functions of specific genes and hereditary characteristics such as skin color, for example. But few people know that some of the DNA strands in the human genome are not even human in origin. A research paper published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences has revealed that the human genome contains at least 19 pieces of what they call ancient viral DNA. Approximately 8% of the DNA in the human body is from viral genetic fragments. These are DNA strands that became integrated with the human genome and passed on to several generations. So, it's a little weird, huh? Maybe we, were, maybe we were created by these Anunnaki.
1: But that is why we'll never find the missing link.
2: Yeah, there's like the big missing link between the cavemen and us, right? Where's that link at? And the Anunnaki, maybe they were the ones who made that link.
1: That's interesting.
2: It is. All right. What's the next strange fact and finding that we have?
0: All right. The next strange fact and finding we have is over gold. So the theory is that the Inunaki needed gold for their atmosphere, correct? Yes. Does gold do anything to the atmosphere? I don't know. Well, gold reflects infrared light. Infrared is basically light. You don't see it, but we interact with it in the form of heat. The radiation interacts with our molecules and that makes them vibrate faster and you'll feel that as heat. Gold also makes a good heat shield partly because it's so malleable. You can make gold very thin, it's easy to work with, and it has great properties for reflecting and heat protection.
2: Okay, so there is some kind of uh, fact to back up this claim of them using gold for their atmosphere.
1: Something interesting that I found about it is that they didn't care about gold like we look at gold, as chunks of gold. They cared about monatomic gold, which is a white powder of gold. And there was this scientist who worked at a college who put some monatomic gold in a gas chamber, heated it to 700 to 800 degrees Celsius, and it disappeared. Where'd it go? Well, they were like, oh, did the heat of it just make it go invisible? So they went and like wiped down the tray that it was sitting on, and when they lowered the temperature, the powder gold reappeared. And in their studies, they say that the gold, the, when it reaches that temperature, it transfers to another dimension. And so that's why these people believe that the Anunnaki wanted this gold because it was a way for them to travel in between dimensions.
2: That's not a bad uh, theory or hypothesis.
1: Yeah, they say that the, the way that we wear gold and, and have gold is because back in the day, you never made money out of gold. It was silver coins or you bartered for stuff. If you ever received a chunk of gold, like actual solid gold, it was a gift from the gods, which is why you would make a necklace out of it and why we make all these ju- this jewelry out of gold and ha- hold it so high in regards is because it came from the gods and it's like stuck in our DNA that that is like we worship gold, not mine personally, but some people. Um, Eventually, you know, now we fight for the gold that we all recognize. The solid gold, but really, they gave zero f's about that. They only wanted the monatomic gold.
2: I wonder if they wanted both. Use the monatomic gold to help them travel dimensions, but also with this theory of them having it for their atmosphere—that they needed us to mine the gold or whatever. But they somehow, when they made us, they genetically modified our DNA to make it. Hey, make them crave gold somehow. You know, I don't crave gold. I don't even like gold. But it would make sense if they were making slaves. It would make sense to be like, hey, make them crave what we want so they get it for us.
1: Oh, and I think still to this day, it's ingrained in, like, South African cultures and stuff. Because, like, in in Southern Africa, if you work on the gold mines, you pay for nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. Your house is paid for. You have, you get a car. Anything that you want to do in town is free. Literally everything is paid for. And I learned that if you go to a town and see a big white house on a hill, that you could put money on that that is the mine owner's home. They always are above everything so that they could see like the Anunnaki used to. And in these places in Southern Africa, and, and many other places around the world, but specifically I was uh, learning about Southern Africa, there's circle structures that are made of, like, I mean, tall, tall walls, and those were enclosed-off areas for, like, saying, like, this land is only for Enlil, or one of the gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... You should have watched this guy. A thing, dude. You probably would have got a lot of good info off of it. It was so good. But this guy lived in South Africa and talked. He went into detail about the levels of family members and how there's like news, which he said, you know, in Australia people are called Aboriginal people to let you know that they are a part of the original. And so the Abba News or whatever are st- stating that they are from the original line of Anunnaki. So even in the cu- that culture, they own where they came from in some sort of way If you- when you start breaking down their words. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It was... In- that's,
0: that's actually really cool. A lot
1: of good knowledge nuggets in that. If y'all don't have Gaia, pay for a membership, get that shit, because that tells you all that's things that they don't put on netflix or um it it was really really good documentaries
0: now aaron do you have a site for this that i can get for shit for free
1: (laughs) well i'm sure that aaron can find something on some russian site
0: yeah (laughs) all
2: right let's go into the next
0: strange fact i'm finding now the next one one of the most valuable artifacts discovered from the sumerian civilization is the so-called sumerian king list This ancient text describes in great detail a time when earth was ruled by beings referred to as gods for thousands of years. The list composed in ancient Sumerian offers details about numerous generations of kings that ruled over the land of ancient Sumer. The list not only offers us their names, but it details their supposed length and location of kingship. We have a small example of text from these uh, ancient lists. Alulim became king. He ruled for 28 years thousand eight hundred years al Aljar ruled for thirty six thousand years two kings they ruled for sixty four thousand eight hundred years then erudug fell and the kingship was taken by bad tabira and enmen ruled for forty three thousand two hundred years
2: that's a long time for somebody to rule am i right
1: oh yeah i mean i know that's longer than the ages of if you go b- biblical but early people in the Bible lived hundreds of years. And I wonder if, if we're going off the theory that Anunnaki made humans. The lifespan was longer back then for humans.
2: Imagine living for 68,000 years.
1: I couldn't.
0: I honestly hate to say it. I'd probably, by that time, I'd be ready for death.
2: Maybe that's a, that explains the pyramids. I mean, they did spread out, the Anunnaki. Each one kind of took their own humans and kind of went their own way, and it explains what we'll go into next with the strange facts and findings, like the pyramids and ziggurats, explains those and everything.
1: I have a theory with the pyramids when we get down to that.
2: Okay, all right.
1: All right. So each city of ancient Sumeria had a temple in it that they called a ziggurat. These ziggurats were dedicated to Anunnaki worship. They were layered pyramids with flat tops. And we'll have a couple pictures included for you on the site.
2: Yeah. That's where the Sumerians
0: worshipped the Anunnaki. I mean, I prefer those over the pyramids. Really? Yeah, because, I mean...
1: You get resting stops along the way.
0: That and looked like they have trees and stuff on the side of them, so you could rest underneath the tree, you walk outside... Pyramid, you have to be like, like very bottom to kind of get out, right? Yeah. I mean, those are some giant steps. Well, speaking of giant steps, the next
2: strange facts and finding. Ana, you want to tell us about some giants?
1: Well, you guys know we just did an episode on the giants, so uh, we didn't dive into this so much. But in ancient texts, it does show that the Anunnaki were giants. So we're going to post a picture, of course, on the website. And when you look at it, notice that the Anunnaki is the one seated. And he's just as tall as the two Homo sapiens standing in front of him. Also, note the sun and solar system that are in the upper left corner. Mm Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Yeah. So let's go into some theories that we have over what this could be.
2: All right, so the first theory that we're going to cover is called Vril. So in the 1920s, the Vril Society of Germany allegedly made contact with the Anunnaki by channeling them through esoteric means. They were in pursuit of technology advanced designs for the Nazi party to gain a future foothold on the world theater. Now this kind of is like the Vril Society is basically like the dark people behind the scenes and they contacted the Anunnaki through their whatever esoteric means of channeling them and the Anunnaki said here's all this technology for you to give to the Nazis and they gave it to the Nazis and then of course the Nazis were taken down and killed but before they were they had a lot of like exploring Antarctica they were supposedly had UFOs just listen to her Uh, nazi space program on our patreon sign up to patreon and we talk all about it so it's very interesting but that's one of the theories is that the anunnaki kind of helped them out anyways not as cool as the next theory which you have right on which you're going to cover for us
1: yes so this next one's over the pyramids so according to many authors proof of the existence of the ancient anunnaki can be found all around the globe We only have to look at ancient civilizations and their ability to erect massive monuments and transport stones weighing hundreds of tons. Now, I actually had this come to mind as I learned about something else I'm going to go into. I'm going to send you a picture real quick. All right. You guys remember this image? We talked about it in our pyramids episode. Yes. Okay. Now, you see how that, let's call it the Anunnaki is holding two cone-shaped objects and seems to be possibly directing them to lift that. I think that's what we talked about in the pyramids. Yes. Well, something I learned is that this researcher was going around proving Zachariah's translations of the Sumerian text by finding things. And one something he found were cone-shaped objects all around these structures. And he would start collecting them. Well, what he ended up learning and finding in many sculptures, even Mayan statues, would have two cones in their hands. And he believes that they are used as levitating devices. And so in this picture, I am looking at it now as This Anunnaki is using these cones to lift that giant light bulb up as whatever it's doing there. And the reason that this was really brought to the attention to this researcher, have you guys ever heard of Edward Liesklinen?
2: No.
0: No.
1: Okay. So he, he lived in Florida and he had a girlfriend in Latvia. And he wanted her to come here. So he built her a coral castle all by himself. And he used cone-shaped objects to elevate these stones and put them into place. And also used Caesar technology, which is like laser technology, except you use sound to cut and manipulate rocks. It was the coolest thing ever. I'm going to send you this Coral Castle thing right now.
2: Oh, I think I've heard about this.
1: He did all this on his own. Not one person helped him. And also, a fun fact about him is that this guy is also known for developing theories of magnetism. So, he was beyond his years for sure. He got this technology somehow. And he just started putting the dots together and realizing that it's quite possible that these cones were used to levitate many things in history. That's what could have built the pyramids. He says, if you think about us as humans, we have rods and cones behind our eyes. Our pineal gland has rods and cones in it. We have been brainwashed as a civilization to not utilize our rods and cones in the way that they should be. And hypothetically... All these cones in our eyes, we should be able to have them work together to actually have laser technology, like freaking Superman shooting laser beams from his eyes. We should be able to do that with our own eyes and that we should be able to levitate with having these built-in cones in our body. He even breaks down a dragonfly. So a dragonfly doesn't flap its wings to fly. Instead, it vibrates them at a frequency. And that frequency goes, the vibration of that goes through the hollow veins of the wing. And on top of those veins are these little cones. And those cones and that frequency combination are what make the dragonfly float or levitate and fly around. Well, this inventor made a board. And put w- insect wings all on the bottom of it. And he was actually able to levitate using this device.
2: Knowledge nuggets for days. Dude. No kidding.
1: It was This is an interesting topic for sure. Yeah,
2: it is. Holy smokes. I'm going to make some insect wings now.
1: You know, they, I think they just discovered that about bees too. Bees don't fly. They levitate. They flap their wings and get to a frequency that internally triggers something, their probably a version of their cones, that allows them to levitate away.
2: That's so cool.
1: It is, man. Mother Nature.
2: Yep. So do you know Gobekli Tepe? You familiar with that?
1: I've heard of it.
2: So Gobekli Tepe is an uh, archaeological site in southern region of Turkey. It uh, is the oldest temple pretty much of the world. Did you know that in ancient Sumerian culture, they talked about Gobekli Tepe, they talked about it and said it was constructed by what they call the Old Ones. A little weird, huh?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, something that I was going to bring up was Pumapunku, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but... It, it, it goes back to ancient Sumerian timeline, like, it is known as one of the most ancient civilizations, at least when I had learned about it. I'm sure times have changed. But the thing that's interesting about this place, a few things. For one, they're known for their H blocks, which are these giant blocks of that literally look like the letter H, that were believed to be the door to another dimension. and. There were was this place that you could walk into that was an enclosed wall, and I know I brought this up in an episode before, but there were faces of all the races of the humans around the wall. That's what they believed that they were, and two of them were made of limestone, and they looked just like gray aliens. But the th- the reason I'm bringing this up is because in the middle of this is a statue of a Sumerian person, and the thing that's weird is that Punapunku or Puma Punku is in Bolivia. So where Sumerians would come from was 8,000 miles away. That was not something that you could have trekked at that time. And so the theory goes is that aliens had already established a civilization in Sumeria. As we know, it was a very smart community. They took one of their members and to another civilization that wasn't as advanced and said, teach them what we've taught you. And then the people of, of the Bolivia area there, of Western Bolivia, looked at this Sumerian as a god because he came out of nowhere and was like, here's how you use tools. Here's how you do this. Here's all this technology and information. But how we were just talking about that they did do that, that they took people and spread them around to where they could spread the knowledge of the Anunnaki. So if this theory is true of the Anunnaki being the creators of the human race, then this would just further add into that theory.
2: Yep. Damn.
1: Dude, I came with it today.
2: (laughs) You did. You did come
0: with it. All right. Dan, are you you ready for yours? Let me hear yours. I cannot wait
1: to hear yours, Dan. Lay it on us. All right.
0: So, you know how we talked about our last episode that we had on giants?
1: Yeah. What about we it? We called
0: them uh, possibly how they were a group called the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if the Nephilim were the Anunnaki? All right. So, it's possible that Nephilim, their certain, certain blood type that they had was Rh-negative blood. Now, we talked about it before, but if you have Rh-negative blood... There are certain traits that you had with it. Higher than average IQ. More sensitive vision and other senses. Lower body temp. Higher blood pressure. Increased occurrence of psychic intuitive abilities. Predominantly blue, green, or hazel eyes. Red or reddish hair. Increased sensitivity to heat and sunlight. Cannot be cloned. And extra vertebrae. I got all those. (laughs) Yeah. I, I got the reddish hair. Lower body temperature, higher blood pressure. Thank you, medicine, for lowering that. <laughs> Can you be cloned, though? That's the question. I know
2: I can't. I tried. You tried? Cloning myself. It didn't work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, Nephilim are Anunnaki, and they were mated with us, and that's what gave us our RH negative blood type. Is that what you're doing? Yes.
0: Okay. That is, that's where I'm going, pretty much. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. So, the Nephilim, the Anunnaki were the Nephilim. And through years of, I guess, uh, reproduction, some people still have this Rh negative blood type, which gives them the higher than average IQ and all that stuff. But what I'm trying to say is that just how uh, they decided to, I guess, mix the Anunnaki bloodline with what is it was like mud or something, Aaron, you said? Clay. Clay. And created the Homo sapiens, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much that. I'm pretty much trying to say that the Anunnaki are real. <laughs> kind of. With that blood type. That's where that's where that blood type comes from. Okay. It's interesting. I can dig that theory.
1: I like the way you think about it.
0: I got a theory that kinda
2: pushes that a little bit, but kinda like more modern. Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys remember nine eleven, right? And then shortly after that we invaded Iraq. For their weapons of mass destruction, quote-unquote weapons of mass destruction. So, like we talked about, Mesopotamia is currently modern-day Iraq. So, what if that portal was still there or some ancient Anunnaki stuff was still there? Saddam Hussein had found it. The United States and other world leaders found out that Saddam had found this ancient Anunnaki technology labeled it as weapons of mass destruction, and everybody thought, oh, that's got to be nukes, but it wasn't. But anyways, we invade Iraq, kill Saddam. We don't find any, quote-unquote, weapons of mass destruction because we took the ancient Anunnaki technology. So that's why we went over to Iraq. Maybe we found the portal. Maybe they fucked around with it and it started the Mandela effect.
1: For my personal beliefs... I don't believe that all a human race was created by Anunnaki because I, I—that's my personal thing with like Dolores Cannon stuff, but what I, what I could imagine could have happened, right, is that the Anunnaki did make a race of humans and this race of humans wasn't pure. And they do have this greed about them. And that's when you get people like our politicians and uh, corrupt people who are only about getting more money for this country. Not thinking about Jeff Bezos, who has fucking trillions of dollars, but isn't giving any of that to end world hunger and homelessness in America. Literally, he could pay himself to do that if he was a good soul being that came here for good intentions instead of just money. So then you come into where I believe that other beings, because of the corruption of Earth, there was a signal sent out to the universe that said, Earth is on a path of destruction and we need help. And so, light workers and, and pure soul beings have been coming to this Earth to rebalance it. And now we have finally gotten to a point where we outweigh the evil of this earth. And over time, we will start seeing that the earth becomes a better place. You know, it's, it's going to take time. But I actually think that we are shifting into a higher vibration, which many are calling the fifth dimension. Um, but we are slowly getting to a point where we are leaving the evil behind and the Anunnaki will no longer run and keep us in the 3D, and stuck in fear, and feeling like all we have to do is wake up, eat, sleep, work, repeat. We aren't meant to do that as human beings. We came to this Earth to experience being humans and enjoy this planet, but we're slaves to this planet with the way it's set up right now. So I believe we just came down to try to make it balanced, to bring more light to this planet.
2: There was something that I read in the ancient texts where it talks about the Anunnaki. You know how we mentioned how they kind of like separated and some of the Anunnaki went one way and went another and Mm -hmm. talks about maybe like the ancient Egyptian pyramids were built by the Anunnaki. And of course, you got the other pyramids all around the world built by different Anunnaki leaders. In the ancient texts, it also goes into more detail about which Anunnaki rulers went which way and how they kind of modified each part of humankind in that area to adapt better to that area. And then they are the ones who created that religion. It was kind of like how the world is now, each having their own rulers. And they started fighting each other. The Anunnaki did. The rulers did. Started to fight one another and... I think I read something about them even having some weapon that was sort of like the atomic bomb Hmm. and they were using it against each other. And uh, I think I read something like the Anu or whatever, the head head guy over the Anunnaki came down and was like, you motherfuckers get out of here and leave these people alone. And then he went back to the Nibiru because Nibiru, of course, has is what the theory is, is that it is in our solar system, but it has well, not in our solar system. It has a ro like a rotating orbit that's th- every 3600 years, but it's at the orbit is outside of our solar system. And then it comes right, right back in right next to Earth and then goes right back out for another 3600 years before it comes back in. And. They jump off at that time, but they also have a portal to go back and forth, which would seem like a more easier way. But if the portal is shut off or destroyed, they don't have no way to get back. Maybe they gotta wait every thirty, six hundred years to come back. I don't know. Just a something that I read about about them fighting each other, which kind of makes me think, you know, it did say that they taught us and they instilled like certain things in us and that they are kind of like the overseers. So what if they're still here and they're the Illuminati. They're the ones overlooking everything and making sure we go towards this path. And that the Grays are the other beings, the other aliens are the ones that are trying to save us human race because they know we're slaves. But the Illuminati, aka the Anunnaki, are behind the scenes pulling the strings.
1: Ooh, I like that. Ooh. To just to back up your theory a bit more. Um I know somebody who meditated And by accident, basically had what looked like gray aliens come to her. And she asked them to step into the light so she could see who they are. And they said, okay. And they did. And the alien appearance went away and they actually looked like light beings. And I would say, uh, for comparison for people, it was like meeting Ashtar people. Hmm. She said that she felt so much love from them. and. Just what, everything you hear about when you meet Ashtar. So I'm saying this to bring up, like, Aaron, you could be right. That, yeah, the Inunaki are the evil force, the Illuminati, and the Greys are trying to help us, to save us. And m- maybe they come to us as aliens because they don't want us to see them as humans because th- we can relate too much to that. We, they want to stay like a bit of a mystery um, for the sake of not uh, interfering with us as humans a human species and that's why the government won't tell us about aliens because once they allow them to come into the planet once they say yep aliens exist then if the greys come and we're accepting of them then the illuminati slash anunnaki are threatened because now the greys can can directly communicate with us openly and and take control back faster
2: possible that's a good theory
0: I like these theories Dude,
1: these are some good ones Dan you got one
0: no I just like have one problem with it all though it doesn't seem like the all of the Anunnaki are evil though like Enki even though he created us and all that he did try he did save one supposedly through the timeline and everything so it seems like not all of them are evil so that wouldn't it'd be hard to say that all Anunnaki are evil then because you know him saving Noah that could have been passed along as well, like okay, we need to save each other.
1: He might have been a weak link in the Anunnaki. <laughs> you know, like he got a heart somehow.
0: He just well, then that, that well, if you follow that, then that means that Noah and then all of them, the the what is it? Um, well, Homo sapiens are his weak link Anunnaki bloodline because they came from his bloodline, right? I don't
1: because he used his own
0: bloodline, his own blood mixed with clay to, or was it Enlil?
1: I'm going back to look. I
0: thought it was Enlil. I think it was Inky. I think Enlil was in charge of the Igigi. And then Inky just suggested a new race, which he used his own bloodline, which pretty much his own blood mixed with clay to make the Homo sapiens. So that would make the Anunnaki.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know,
0: his bloodline, the weak link. If you're saying that. So would it be possible? I mean, it could be possible that his bloodline are the good and that like Enlil and all the other ones could possibly be the evil ones.
1: That's a good theory. That could theory. be a battle happening. Oh, I like that, Dan. I don't
0: know. It's just something to think about because, you know, if he if he was really that evil, he would have just let In- uh, Enlil just destroy all of us or destroy all of the Homo sapiens and just be done with it. All the animals and stuff. Just let it flood the earth and be done.
1: What if he left the dark side and then went over to Zeta Reticuli and was like, hey, Greys, I got some insider information, and uh, we need to save these humans because my brethren are assholes. And as even though I came up with the idea to create these as slaves, I actually see that they're good beings, and we can't keep doing this to them.
0: I like that. Cause, I mean, because yeah. you think about it, there's always good and evil. Pretty much, there's a balance. We'll just say that. Yeah. Ba- there's always a balance of good and evil. You have to have it. So, I mean, maybe in the Anunnaki, they had that have a balance as well somehow
2: maybe
1: what a good episode
2: it was all right y'all have anything else you want to add in before before we uh roll into on the scene
1: dude i gotta admit i'm glad i watched those documentaries tonight because that really helped a lot
0: dude you were fucking bringing it tonight on (sighs) yep
1: that's i'm gonna take
0: my rh negative bloodline and get the fuck out of here
1: (laughs) It's funny I have a lot of traits of r h negative, but i have a positive I have a positive blood type, so I can't be r h negative but I have hazel eyes, psychic abilities um I'm always cold I can't remember what some of the other ones were, but I take a lot of those things off the list.
2: You're just misdiagnosed. <laughs> could be that
1: My blood type fits my personality. And my family's all Eastern European, which is, like, where the majority of RH negative people come from.
2: Maybe you are RH negative and the government's covering up when you get your blood work done.
1: Yeah, they don't want me to know. I only know what my blood type is from donating in high school. Maybe they got me the wrong one.
0: Maybe. I don't even know what mine is. I mean, I don't even know what mine is either, so.
1: I know I'm B positive because I'm always positive.
0: I was about to say, like, you better be positive.
1: That's how I remembered it.
2: All right, so let's move on to this week's On the Scene. All right, if you aren't familiar with On the Scene, it is where Hans, our on-the-scene reporter, goes out to the public and gets their opinion on current conspiracy unfoldings. So we're going to listen to that right now.
0: All right, you already know who it is. It's your boy Hans on the scene. All right, so tell me a conspiracy theory that you believe in.
2: One, One that you believe in. No matter how crazy. Because
0: I don't judge. You know, now that you're asking me, I don't have a single (laughs) thing. You don't have a single thing? (laughs) Now that you're asking me... Do you believe in aliens, though? Yeah. What about Bigfoot?
2: I believe in Bigfoot. Okay. I think it's just some type of unknown species that hasn't been discovered. Ah. What about abductions? What? what about abductions, like alien abductions? Possible.
0: Possible, man. possible. What would it take for you to believe in it?
2: Well, I don't want to be you don't, So you don't want to wake up with the aliens playing patty cake with your butt cheeks? No, no fair enough. Fair, <clears throat> All right.
0: I was waiting for it. Oh, I was I missed waiting for the it. ass clapping. Man,
1: I haven't heard that in <laughs> so long. That sounded so good.
2: Thank you, Hans, for that voicemail. It's always good getting other people's opinions on certain things like aliens and Bigfoot, even though, might I say that Bigfoot was completely, I don't know what happened during the election. Why was he not on any of the ballots?
0: I know I voted for him. I did too.
1: I know, I put him in, I even put him down as governor, just as a backup. I wanted him to get something. He deserved to have some sort of role. He would do it so much better. Definitely.
2: Definitely. Just like everything in Bigfoot's life, it just vanishes, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, like his children.
0: Poor guy.
2: Yeah. Anyways, thank you for that interesting voicemail, Hans. I love you and I miss you.
1: Yes, Hans. Thank much you. Much love, Hans. We love you so much. I don't really miss you because I talk to you like every day. I'm just kidding. I always miss you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I miss your face.
1: <laughs> uh.
2: All right. So I guess we move on to shout outs, right? Y'all got any shout-outs for this week?
1: Yes. Yes. I want to congratulate Benji on his promotion at work, getting a new position uh, at Parks and Rec. I told him that he needs to let us know about his Bigfoot encounters. And he said he already had an encounter. He'll send a highlight video next time. He just needs a camera guy. Um, we got a few new followers. MJS, State of Jake, William Crotty, and Robert Branch all started following us on Twitter in this last week. Uh, Kyle, appreciate ya. He said he can't wait to start uh, listening to the episode after he finishes Oak Island, and that was in regards to the Lost Treasures one. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, Appreciate all you guys on Twitter. I have been avoiding social media, I'm not gonna lie, this last week too much negativity for me so but i did make sure to get on to make to give you guys your shout outs um i hope everyone's being safe out there i'm shout out mariah's madness she seems like fun um she's newer to discord i just talked to her the other day but i just wanted to let her know hey hope you're having a good night uh, I'm also going to give an award to the best GIF user ever. Just the esthetician. That girl is on point. I appreciate her GIFs, or GIFs so much. And um, I just felt she needed a proper shout out. And I hope that you feel better. Uh, Zach Attack is back. Congrats on your baby. So happy. Everything went great. Kneecaps, welcome back from your vacation. We've missed you. So I think that's all my shout-outs this week. I appreciate you guys all on Discord. You're amazing, and I love you all.
2: Nice. Dan, what do you got for us? All right,
0: I got a couple shout-outs from Facebook. First one is uh, Mark. He sent me a long message of questions and stuff that I answered, which I'm going to let, let y'all read outside of the podcast because it's a lot that he wrote and then sure. he asked more but they're pretty good questions and stuff they're awesome then got one from anthony then uh kaiser soze he's he's messaged saying that he still really loves the show and he s- says he's waiting to see a bigfoot 2020 hoodie sweatshirt <laughs> mm. so maybe but then he asked if we could throw a colorado flag in to it so i don't know <laughs>
1: mm. getting too specific there
0: yeah, but he said. Also, wanted to say, all three of you guys have amazing voices. There's like an orgasm in my ear. Continue what you're doing. You are phenomenal. So that was nice. Getting a little freaky. Yeah. Then uh, shout out to Ryan. He's like, he did ask if we had a PO box that so we could he could send guests. We're talking about it still. I haven't really figured that out. But uh, said that. Then he said uh, he's and he said he loves us. So yeah. Then of course Benji. Always shout out to Benji. Awesome guy. Then uh Heather, she sent a question in. Have you guys ever looked into electronic harassment and targeted people? Have you all ever heard of that?
1: No.
2: Gang stalking? Yeah, I've 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 heard of it a little bit. Yeah, I've had oh. some people send me messages about it in detail of them getting stalked or something. Oh, like that.
0: Interesting. Well, she says she loves the podcast and sorry that the Bigfoot ride ins didn't take the election by storm. I know, see. see? Mm. I'm starting to think there's voter fraud. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways. Then I have uh, Acosta. Give me a shout out for being a Patreon member, being awesome and all that. Then uh, last one, not but not least, Sarah. Shout out. Thank you for messaging. Love you guys.
2: Nice. All right. So we'll switch over to Instagram shout outs real quick. First one goes to Christopher Freeman. He sent us a message, said that he's a huge fan of the podcast, and that's kept him from going uh, crazy this year. So shout out to you. Thank you. Love you. Wanted to also shout out Viviana. She said she was a big fan of the podcast, and she's also a Patreon subscriber. And uh, she came across this TikTok the other day. I'll forward it to you guys. So thank you for that. I also wanted to shout out to Jory Webb. Said that he's been listening for two weeks now and just wanted to send some love. So here's some love right back to you. And uh, also somebody said, uh, Doom S. said, what's your guy's Instagram? I need to put a face to the voice. Well, like we always said, we're we're not putting any faces to the voices just yet. And uh, also another thing, I keep getting messages. At least get probably two or three a week asking about old episodes like where did all the episodes go the old ones and i say the same thing we pulled them because of the quality of the older episodes and we're redoing them with newer information
0: mm-hmm. which we already released some of those too
2: yep so you can look forward to more releases of them in the future Anyways, that's all the shout-outs I have. Do y'all guys got anything else before we roll this out today?
1: No, this is a super intriguing topic. I had only heard about the Anunnaki from what you said in it in random episodes. But uh, this definitely makes you think. And I want to learn a lot more about the Sumerians after after this. There's so much more that we couldn't even have time to dig into.
2: Yeah, learn about the Sumerian culture, go back, make a time travel machine, go back to where they're at, you know, live with them. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: All right. Well, I just want to thank you all today for joining us. And again, thank you for your support. You are all amazing. So with that being said, Dan and Anna, you want to roll us out?
0: Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts.
1: Because you're not alone.